0: Welcome to Chapters of Motherhood. This is a weekly podcast about this hashtag mom life that is motherhood with all the struggles, chaos, and true blessings that come with the title mom. I am your host, Veronica. At 17 years old, I became a mom for the first time. And at 41, I had a water birth for my fifth baby. The goal of this podcast is to share with you my motherhood experience and hopefully help you realize that you are not alone in your own mom life journey. Whether you're a stay at home mom, a working mom, or a single mom, from potty training struggles to bedtime snuggles and everything in between, the good, the bad, and the ugly, I share your frustrations and your joy. Every week is a different chapter of motherhood. Chapter three, Stay at Home Mom. Welcome, everybody, back to Chapters of Motherhood podcast. This week, I wanted to talk about my current chapter as a stay at home mom. But first, I wanted to give you a little bit of a backstory. Um, I never thought that this could even be a possibility for me because I had been working since I was 18. And at one point, for two years, I had two jobs. And because of my previous experience, I never wanted to um, financially depend on a man because I just felt that a man would probably, again, take advantage of me in a weakened state of needing, you know, financial support. So I never wanted to stop working. But six years ago, when I was 38, I was injured on a job. And um, I had a workers comp case open at the time. And they fired me during the injury, knowing that I had a workers comp case open. And needless to say, I sued them. But during this time, my husband, Will, started a business and was making pretty decent money. So he told me, you know, don't worry about it. It's okay. I got you. Right. And two months later, I found out that I was pregnant with baby number four, But I really don't want to get into uh, Emily's birth story because it's a long, detailed story and it really does deserve a full episode on its own. And I really do want to focus on um, my current situation. So when workers comp was over or the case was over, um, my husband and I decided that it would be best for me just to stay home and raise our girls. And, you know, for several reasons, I, I, at that point, I had already worked for 20 years. And I missed out on so much with Adam and Leah. There were times that I didn't make it to the soccer games or the football practice or the t-ball practices or games. And um, you know, I didn't even sign them up for dance classes. Not to mention, you know, also the time that I had missed out on Sophia, you know, her first three years because I was still working. But actually I got ahead of myself. Currently, I am a stay-at-home mom to three little girls. Sophia is eight. Emily will be five this month and Grace is two. So if I were to go back to work, I would have to pay, you know, for daycare or after school programs close to $2,000, if not maybe more. Um, So because of that, and I really just don't trust anybody. Like the only people that I trust to babysit is really my mom and my daughter, Leah. Leah. The things that you hear on the news is just so scary and, you know, with the daycare and, you know, people babysitting and, you know, I just, I didn't, I didn't see the point in me having them in daycare if this was my second chance of raising my kids, you know, myself without having to work. So I definitely took advantage of my husband's offer and, you know, decided to stay home, but it's not easy, it's, it's a hard job, you know, it is, um, you're on duty 24-7, there's constant, they're constantly asking for food that they're not eating, you can't keep a house clean, because, you know, they're little tornadoes, they go from room to room, you know, most days I spend, um, most days I, 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 most days I really do spend cleaning up toys room from room, and then going back to the next room and seeing that that room is a big old mess because Hurricane Emily and Grace have hit it, you know? Hi friends, I just wanted to pop in real quick and tell you about this amazing skincare line that I've been using. It's called Halo Skincare. Their main ingredient is the Nobel Prize winning Epidural Growth Factor, or EGF, mixed with marine life and botanicals. Their tagline is, meditation for the skin, bringing the inner glow to the face. And you know what? They're not kidding. I immediately saw a radiant glow in my face. And after two weeks of using their five-step routine, my pores were visibly smaller. The fine lines around my eyes were plumped and smoothed out. And there was even an improvement with my rosacea. No more flare-ups since I've been using Halo. It's cruelty-free, free of mineral oil, linoleum, or petroleum. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see the drastic difference in my eyelids. They're lifted. My skin is firmer and I have a beautiful natural glow. And I can offer you a 25% discount just for being a listener of the show. Enter the promotional code PODCAST25 and I will link in the website and the code on the show notes. Now, back to our conversation. to give you a clear depiction as to how different these girls are. Sophia she is a really good girl she has a really great attitude always positive she's very independent and you know she's just the sweetest girl really and um, she was my easiest baby like she rarely cried I swear she was telepathic because I always knew what she wanted all I had to do was just look at her and like pay attention and I knew what she wanted I knew that she wanted you know a bottle or I knew that she wanted her um, pacifier or a diaper change or or just to be held and it, it was it was um it's indescribable she really was I was just in tune with her so I knew exactly what she wanted when she wanted it and whenever my mom or my or Will would babysit they would call me and they would say oh she's crying and I don't know what to do and I would tell them well let me let me listen to the cry and I immediately knew exactly what she wanted. And, you know, oh, she needs to be burped. And sure enough, they would tap her on the back and she would burp and everything was fine. And she really didn't go through the terrible two stage. Um, she would have little tantrums here and there. And then I thought they were the cutest things ever because it wasn't bad. It wasn't like a, co- a total meltdown or anything like that. She just had her little tantrum and, you know, and then it was over with. And so she she had a very good temperament. And today, she does almost everything herself. She's very independent. She helps her sisters a lot. She helps them, you know, brush their teeth, get them ready for bed. I mean, you know, she's helping me, right? And, um, and she makes her own meals and snacks. Like the other day, I didn't even notice because I was busy writing an episode. And I didn't even notice that she had made herself her own ham, ham and cheese sandwich. And she even cut it right down the middle, and I was like, super shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, who did that for you? And she said, I did. And and then I looked around and, and the other girls had like their cuties and their berries. And I was like, wow, thank you so much. So Sophia, she, I joke with her and I don't want to get this in her head, but you know, she is like the perfect child and you really can't measure any other child, um, To her, because I mean, she's an she is an exception. She really is, and um, you know, and she's just one of a kind. And that's not the case with Emily. If Sophia was the easiest baby ever, Emily has proven to be the most challenging. And it all even started with the pregnancy. The pregnancy. I was just so fatigued. I was gestational diabetic. I had Braxton Hicks starting at. 16 weeks gestation and they lasted the whole time and I was considered high-risk pregnancy and um, I was even put on bed rest uh, just because it it wasn't complicated. It was just difficult and even though it was difficult and tiring and, you know, I I needed to watch my diet, um, it was still a really good pregnancy, I think. And when she was born, um, she didn't get much sleep. She was tongue-tied, so breastfeeding her every time. And she cried a lot. Um, She was really just a high-needs baby and toddler. She was very emotional, and she um, would get upset and very angry. She was just so attached to me, and no one can make her laugh. Like, she didn't, she would stare, (laughs) she was the funniest thing. She would stare people down when they were trying to, like, make goo goo faces at her and she would just look at them like what are you doing and uh, even all my Instagram pictures of her up until the age of I think two and a half she just looks so angry all the time people always made a comment like does this baby ever laugh like why is she angry all the time and I'm like that's just her resting baby face I don't know and my biggest concern with her was um when I was pregnant with Grace I was just really worried of about how she was going to react once I had the new baby. And you know, she was only two, so I, I was super concerned and she actually did very well. She she took it um, you know, pretty well. And it, it did take her a couple of months to stop being so jealous. But it was still a better reaction than I was expecting. And she did start re you know, interacting with Grace, you know, about, I don't know, I would say a couple of months. And um, she would wait her turn like she would play and do whatever it is that she was doing and then she would see that I put down the baby and then she knew, okay, it's my time now and she would come and climb all over me and, you know, we'd have a good time. But most of her improvement was when she started preschool. She learned to calm down. Her emotional outbursts were a lot less. She learned to um, be patient and she started laughing and playing and, you know, she had other, she had interest with other kids. So she was very sweet and, you know, um, she is very sweet, but she can be overwhelming still. So um, she's still pretty high needs. Um, But that's just, you know, that's how some kids are. Sophia's pretty calm and pretty independent Emily is not and as for Grace Grace is the baby she's baby number five and that's it we're not having any more so she's the baby of the family and she's two she's absolutely fearless like she will climb the tallest slide and go down it like like nothing and she'll like find like bugs and she's not scared of them and then she'll be killing a spike It just happened just earlier where she, we hear a little bit of a pounding, like a poop, poop, And I'm like, what is that? And we went to go look and she had a piece of tissue paper and she was killing a spider. And we're like, what are you doing? Like, you didn't even tell us anything. So she's absolutely fearless. Um, she, I know she's going to be pretty independent herself as well because she's self-winged herself from breastfeeding at 12 months. She just did it on her own. I I was actually very devastated over it, but she self-winged herself on her own at 12 months. And, um, when I was trying to potty train her, she basically trained herself because she wouldn't follow instruction and she kept going to the potty whenever she needed to, you know, relieve herself. Right. And she would sit on the potty, but she wouldn't pull down her pants. So She wouldn't tell me and she would just come, you know, walking on the white carpet, come to me with her potty full of pee. And she's like, I did it. And, but in the meantime, she's dripping because she didn't take off her pants. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. So then I would have to, you know, clean her up, tell her and try to explain to her again. You got to pull. First of all, tell me. Second of all, if you're not going to tell me, you got to pull down your pants. Well, she did that for about two weeks and you know, I really thought I was going to fail at potty training, training her, but one day it clicked like, Oh, okay. If I tell mommy, she'll sit me down it'll go down on the potty itself. And that's it. So, and that's how she did it. She trained herself, but she is very feisty. She is. Oh my goodness. This little girl, she's so feisty. She, um, will fight for her rights against you know her sisters or even me there's a little boy at the preschool at emily's preschool that wanted to hug her and she pushed him off of her and she smacked him i'm like gracie gracie what are you doing and she's like he hit me and i'm like gracie he didn't hit you i was watching he just wanted to hug you and she she doesn't no she's not about that. She's like, no, he didn't ask. <laughs> so she fights for her rights um, already. And I spend most of the day really apologizing to her for giving her the wrong colored cup or for forgetting to cut the crust off the bread. Or, you know, God forbid I mix the blueberries with the raspberries on the day that she doesn't want that. And sometimes she does want them together. But um, she is very feisty, this little girl. But as much as she's feisty, she's also very loving. She hugs and kisses me all day long. Did you know that Friendly Family CBD also offers a skincare line and a hair care line? Now, with some pregnancies, we experience a lot of hair loss after delivery, right? And with age, some of us are experiencing thinning hair as well. This hair care line is a game changer. The products do have a 60-day money-back guarantee, so there's really nothing to lose except more hair if you don't give it a try. For more information, click on the website link in the show notes. Now back to our show. So I generally spend my days um, taking, taking them and picking them up from school, you know, cleaning, sweeping twice a day, washing dishes three times a day. Like I said, picking up toys, serving meals and snacks that they don't eat, (laughs) yelling at them to stop yelling at each other and uh, giving my husband honey, honey do lists. And, you know, the work is just never done. It's just never done. There's laundry and, you know, I know I'm not the only one that does this, but you put in the laundry into the washer and dryer And that's done like within, you know, two, three hours, but the folding and the putting away that takes about what, another two, three days. And there are times that I do fantasize about going back to work, but you know, then I snap out of it, of course, because I'm so very grateful for the opportunity to be able to stay home, you know, with my kids. And, you know, I'm very grateful to my husband. You know, it's not easy being on a one income, you know, family And it's not easy for him because he's very stressed out over it. And, you know, and I understand and I get it, but he would still rather let me stay home with the girls than for us to figure out, you know, daycare or anything like that. So I I am very grateful to him. And, but it's not all stressful days. You know, there are a lot of times that we have fun. You know, I take them to the park and to the bouncy houses and, you know, to um, play dates with other moms That I've met like on meetup.com or there's this other um, social media app. It's called social.mom and that's actually a really good um, social media. It's kind of like Instagram and meetup at the same time. So you're meeting up with a bunch of uh, moms or not not so much meeting up with them, but they suggest you to have friends with moms that are in your area. So that's actually a really good app to meet people and of course meetup as well. So anyways, but I love taking the kids out, like when they're on vacation from school, I love taking them to the parks and we do fun events, you know, with little to no money. You know, there's swimming, there's hiking, there's going to the park. Um, The libraries do have like reading time for toddlers and babies. Another thing that I really did enjoy while being a stay-at-home mom is that when Emily and Grace were babies, I was able to make them them their uh, baby food homemade. Like all their baby food was homemade. I got a baby bullet and it came with a, a recipe book. And there was other recipes that I looked up on Instagram and on Pinterest. And so that way I was sure as to the nutrition that they were having and what they were eating was organic and I just, I, I really went for it, you know. I figured, hey, I'm staying at home, I may as well make them all their meals and um, I'm not, I, I want to be a little bit crunchy, I'm not 100% crunchy, I think that, that takes a lot of effort. <laughs> I just don't know if I have the energy for it, but I try, I really do try. So eventually I do want to take uh, the kids out of school and homeschool them myself, but At this point, I don't feel confident enough in my patients to be able to teach them. So I want to get, I want to make sure that they get their basics done in, you know, in elementary school. And then right before seventh grade, I'm going to go ahead and pull Sophia out and homeschool her myself. There's a lot of like great uh, resources out there now, especially so many charter schools are online. So the curriculum they, they make it easier I think um, once the child already knows how to read and write and you know math and all that because I really struggle trying to teach them and you know I, I want to be that type of mom but I know my limits now with all that said and done with the kids let's not forget about the husband right my husband he's great he's a wonderful father he's a great provider But by the time he gets home, I am so touched out by these girls because these girls are climbing on me and they're talking to me and they're hugging and kissing me, which is great. I love it, right? Of course. But I get touched out and it's like, that's enough. Please get off me. I love you, but get off me, please. And, you know, go to your room, go play, go entertain yourself, pick up a hobby. I don't know. Just leave me alone but then my husband gets home and he wants the attention too and I'm like oh my gosh I just I can't I just want 10 minutes to myself you know and any mom whether you're working or you're stay at home you know that the minute that you need to use the restroom there's no privacy these kids will run up in there and they will sit there and they will talk to you and no matter how many times you beg them please give me five minutes they won't leave they will sit there and I love you, mommy. And I want to be with you, mommy. And I want to see what you're doing, mommy. And let me be with you, mommy. You know, and and that's how it goes. And it's it's fine. You know, that's what they need. They need they need to be around. But can I just get like ten minutes alone? So yes, I've been that mom that has hidden in the pantry and ate cookies just because I wanted to be, you know, have ten minutes to myself. And 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 I've heard the kids like walking around like, mommy. And I'm like, nope, I'm not saying anything because I need some time. So, I mean, it's wonderful. Yes, it's wonderful. But, you know, there's time for self-care and I really don't ask for much. Let me just take a bath. You know, give me 45 minutes in my bath. Let me just give me some time to unwind, please. Including husband. Just, you know, give me some time. So with that said, being a stay-at-home mom is really hard. It really is, but it's so worth it. It's definitely worth it. And, you know, the truth is that these days, like in this day and age, it really is easy to be a stay-at-home mom because there's so, with, you know, with the technology and the conveniences, you know, there's YouTube for kids. There's um social media to meet other mom and make friends and, you know, have play dates and, you know, the Color Me Mine, you know, keep them entertained. There's library activities. Um, you know, there's just so so many ways to entertain the kids and, and have them do activities. You know, there's there's the tablets, you know, like the iPads or whatever, and the smartphones. And, you know, there's a lot of educational programs and apps that, you know, will help the kids. And, you know what, if anybody tells you Oh, screen time is not good for the kids. TV is not your babysitter, you know, blah, 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 shame on you. You know what? Screw you. Okay. I mean, you got to do what you got to do to keep these kids, you know, entertained and to keep your sanity. Like sometimes give them the iPhone or the, or the tablet and just let them, you know, watch their programs on YouTube. That's what you need to do. Or at least that's what I need to do so that I can actually make the meals and make dinners and, you keep my my sanity about me and you know it's okay because like I said there's a lot of educational programs and apps out there so I, I don't really see it as a problem and usually the people that say that oh you shouldn't be giving them too much screen time they're usually the parent of one child yeah when you have one kid it's really easy to give them your whole attention all you know all your attention devotion you know it's a lot easier but when you have one, I'm I'm sorry, when you have two or more, it's a lot harder, you know. And not to mention, you know, husband wants some time. You, you know, I don't know, I have a crazy dog that I have to deal with, you know, I don't know who else does. And then um, you know, like I said in my previous podcast, my mom and I, we talk a lot. We talk a lot on the phone. And, you know, I need to devote some time for, you know, other people and and get some me time, you know. How do you think I can sneak away for 10 minutes in the pantry and eat cookies if I don't give them a tablet? And, you know, I'm not here to give you advice. I, I, just, I just want to share my story and my experience as a mom. And, you know, there were times that I felt like I was failing at this whole stay-at-home mom thing, you know. And I started looking for, um, I guess... Ideas and advice. I started looking on Pinterest and mom blogs, you know, there's so much there's so much Resources out there nowadays Like I said right now this time and age is pretty easy because the information is literally at your fingertips, you know And there's a lot of good um, mom blogs out there. There's a lot of good, you know um, Advice out there. You can also get books like right on your phone um, and if you don't want to read, you can get the audible ones so you can listen to it. And, you know, there's a lot of great advice. I, I'm not going to give advice. I'm just sharing my story, you know, of what I do and how I get through it. But what I did start to find on Pinterest and mom blogs is that, you know, they have a lot of great ideas. Like if you don't know what to do about dinner, you know, throw everything in an Instapot or in a Crock-Pot in the morning and then by the time husband comes home for dinner, it's ready and everybody's, you know, ready to eat. And um, what I like to do is I do, when I cook dinner, I make a lot so there's leftovers so that I can give um, the kids leftovers and if they don't want it, so that I can actually have lunch and breakfast. So I do have, um, I do make a lot so that I can have leftovers. And also I started looking on these mom blogs and on Pinterest. Uh, And I started like worrying about, you know, the kids were, they were just so, so high needs that the house was falling apart. And I thought, well, how do I get myself onto a schedule? Like, what do I do so that I can keep my house clean? And there are a lot of good suggestions out there that have like calendars and um schedules as to, you know, how to get yourself back into balance as far as, you know, keeping the house clean and Making the meals and all that. And I don't know if you need this, but I know I needed it. So that's why I went out looking for it because I felt like I was just so lost in my little tornado that I needed help. Like, how do I do this? And the help is out there. So, you know, asking you shall find. And remember that every child is different. No one method is gonna be the solution for all the kids. So, I mean, you know, just try them all. Like um, as far as like potty training and sleep methods, like I've had five kids and not one method was I able to repeat on any of the other kids. Like everybody had a different method for, for falling asleep. Everybody had a different motivation for potty training. Currently, right now, my little Gracie, she was fully potty trained. And then when we got the dog, um, I guess out of jealousy, she regressed and now she's back into uh, pull ups. And no matter how hard I try, I've been trying for two months straight, trying to get her onto the potty and she just willfully refuses. So I just decided, you know what? Forget it. I'm not going to push her anymore. I'm just going to wait until she's ready again. But I'm hoping that she's ready soon because as soon as she turns three, she's going to go to um, preschool. And the last thing that I want to say is that, you know what? If you don't feel like cleaning and you don't feel like cooking, you know, one day, screw it. Don't do it you know order out or go through a drive-thru let the dishes pile up everything will be there the next day you know just make sure the kids are safe and go ahead and veg out and watch tv if that's what you need for the day you know you're allowed to have you know some days where you just say you know not today you know and there are ways to figure it out as to what the kids are going to eat you know drive through mcdonald's who cares you know or give them a big salad you know? So that's basically my current chapter in a nutshell. I'm a stay at home mom to three rambunctious little girls that, you know, are running around screaming and screeching and, you know, playing and loving each other and just, they're just the sweetest girls, but they're also, oh my goodness, such troublemakers and I am enjoying every minute of it, even on my bad days, even on the days where I'm like, oh, I failed at this. It just doesn't even compare. I. I am so grateful that I'm able to stay home with the girls. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, share it with a mom friend. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to Chapters of Motherhood podcast. You can rate and leave a comment on Apple podcast or leave a voice message on Anchor FM. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at Chapters of Motherhood or on Twitter at Mother Podcaster. Thank you so much for listening. I am your host, Veronica. Tune in each week to find your chapter of motherhood.